Welcome to the Sailing Into Oblivion podcast, where we sit down with everyday people who do extraordinary things. I'm your host, Jerome Rand. Greetings, everybody. Welcome to the podcast, coming to you from the mighty, mighty West Sail 32, not Mighty Sparrow, but the one that I'm uh, currently going to be heading out to sea on come tomorrow. So... With a little bit of uh, luck and tenacity, by this time tomorrow we'll be 10 miles offshore, headed south, en route to the Gulf Stream. Very, very exciting stuff. We've got a great weather forecast coming up with a little bit of, well, just about everything. Some decent, steady winds, a little bit of a low-pressure system we'll catch the edge of, and then uh, some calms, actually, so... It looks like we might have ourselves a nice little trip here with uh, a multitude of conditions to play with and learn from. So very, very excited, super uh, humbled to be back down here on this beautiful boat with these wonderful people. And uh, yeah, hopefully we'll be able to get some, some podcast action in, some live stuff out at sea, and it should be a whole lot of fun, but... I am in the guise of trying to stick with my schedule, my promise to all of my wonderful listeners. I'm going to pre-upload this one. Today is Thursday night, and I want to make sure there's something in case we're out there until into midweek before we pull in somewhere in the Bahamas. So I'm going to upload this one, and it should be coming out late Monday night. And it's a podcast, uh, it's a double header. So the first half is some recording I did after uh, visiting Sparrow, I believe, uh, is what it should be. And then kind of, you know, basically getting over the fears that I had of opening up the hatch and finding, you know, a foot of water and a bunch of mold and all that sort of stuff. I don't want to spoil it, though. And uh, and all that sort of stuff, driving in route to get down here. And then uh, the second half, I did a flyby through Jacksonville and got to visit with Pax and Amy and the legendary ferocity of Bubble, their tiny little Boston Terrier that's all teeth and a whole lot of energy. It was a lot of fun. Very, very uh, nice to catch up with old friends. That's one of the best parts about the sailing community is you never know. We scatter, but we also come together and bump into each other from time to time. So it was nice just to sit and catch up with Pax, learn about his uh, passage. You know, they're they're out of Charleston or out of uh, Buford and making a, a nice little spot for themselves down in Jacksonville at a beautiful, beautiful little marina. So good for them. Great to catch up. Can't wait to do it again where we have a little bit more time, but... Other than that, that's going to be the show, so hopefully uh, everybody enjoys and all that sort of stuff. Before I start the podcast, like I always say, if you want to help support this show or me or future endeavors, uh, consider following the link in the description to the Patreon group, the family that supports and keeps this thing ad-free and keeps it going all these years. There's also two links for Venmo and PayPal in case somebody doesn't want to get all stuck up in one of those... uh, subscription type jobbies totally understandable and then we have the uh links for the merch line that's always out there and then i'll throw a link that goes to the sailing into oblivion book on amazon where you can find all of the children's books and all that sort of stuff pretty soon uh i just formatted i got i got the illustrations at about midnight last night couldn't sleep formatted them and I'm super tired today, but it was definitely well worth it. So I've been able to condense the first three books into a hardcover and a paperback version. Those should drop. Uh, they should have already dropped, but ye be warned. Uh, and not until I get a physical copy and can really do a quality control check. I'm sure there's things that are going to have to be formatted differently and changed. But it will be available on Amazon. So if you want one of those special first editions that Jerome Rand is so uh, famous for launching before they've been proofread, well, 
get on the computer and go get one because it could be super messed up. <laughs> Might be worth something someday. Um, but no, once I get back to land and uh, I get the physical copy in my hand, I'll do the final tweaks and, and make sure everything's up to snuff before I really start pumping that stuff out. But just, you know, an FYI. Other than that, if you want to reach out to the show, sailingintooblivion.com podcast button and follow the link uh, to contact the show. Those go directly to me and I love answering them. And for all the Patreon supporters, just uh, again, one more note and then I'm not going to mention this anymore, but there is a sort of a side show going on as far as the podcast for the Patreon group uh, only. And that is just a big thank you for me. A little bit more in-depth into the day-to-day workings of uh me trying to be me and trying to uh, build build something for uh, sustainability of my future, you know, getting things like healthcare and whatnot. Other than that, enjoy the show. Thanks for listening, and uh, fingers crossed we have a great, uh, lovely little passage here. All right. All right. Yes. Okay. We are on. Oh, fears have been. Whew, little adjustment there. Coming to you from the road, fears uh, have been bedded. Fears have been uh, affirmed as false. And uh, yeah, feeling pretty darn good. Just stopped by Old Sparrow. And now I am back on the road, headed south. I thought two things were going to happen. One, I was going to get there and have to do about an hour's worth of, like, mold detail. Um, Or two, really find some serious issues like water intrusion or something like that. You know, full bilge. I I don't know. It's the fears. Who knows? Um, And then then have to hit the road and, and, you know, be late and all that sort of stuff, which I hate doing. I'm very uh, punctually very like I really really don't like being late I don't know why it's just something that's uh, always I think it's I think it's just something that you know your parents teach you or whatever and for some reason beyond all that it really makes sense to me because I hate hate it when people don't show up on time and uh, or no I, I shouldn't say that I mean it, it, if you're counting on them yes it's pretty annoying when they don't show up on time if that's just their thing, uh, honestly, it's kind of nice because it's like a big red flag that's uh, flying around uh, about that person. If possibly you want to like do business with them or whatever. Besides the point, uh, I'm just excited. I'm I'm happy to announce that Mighty Sparrow looked amazing. Oh my gosh, I'm loving that boatyard. Shout out TJ's boatyard. You guys are absolutely rocking and rolling. You know, there's just not the worries of uh, break-ins and vagrants, uh, you know, hopping on board and and destroying everything in the boat, like I've heard from some other places. And, uh, yeah, just clean, really. I mean, it looked like, um, you know, it looks like it's it's tilted just right, so the water's all draining off. There's no big pools or anything like that. And, uh, yeah, essentially she looked good, hopped right on board, and real quick and easy um just jump down below and i know exactly where to look now to see if the the mold is explosive and it is winter okay so uh for future for future reference it is february 7th i think and um 2024 star date february 7th 2024 approximately 12:56 p.m uh, we were essentially uh, really looking, you know, look around and none of it was come back at all. And maybe that's due to the cold weather, the dry weather. I don't really know. Looked in the bilge to see how much water was in there. Very, very little. And I was able to sponge all that out. I think a lot of that is just slowly dripping back out of the... My, my bilge pump has a little one-way valve in it and i think when you use the bilge you know it pumps out but then it'll have probably a quarter or a half a gallon of water in the line between the outlet uh hole and the actual pump and as the one-way valve 
typically they're not perfect because it's just one of those little tiny ones, uh, the little black sort of membrane. Um, you know, it probably just slowly drips back in there, but I mopped out as much as I possibly could. Just trying, you know, a bone dry boat is definitely uh, a good mold free boat but you know looking around everywhere else all the places all the cabinetry and all that stuff where the the mold usually explodes nothing there you know before i left that was basically jab number one uh when i shut everything down back in the fall knowing that it it would be many months before i returned and um i was using a lot of vinegar and water uh, I didn't want to use the tea tree sort of oil stuff just because the smell of it. I really don't like it. But the vinegar and water seems to be really working well and uh, sort of dampening it down. I'd also use the ozone machine quite a bit last time. So I think that probably did help. Um, I don't know. Maybe I wiped it all out. I don't even want to say that out loud because that's crazy. But... Uh, and it's never really going to happen. Whoa. Oh, my gosh. This guy's, like, literally stopped right there. That is bad. Ugh. People, you are going to cause accidents. I've seen some pretty bad driving uh, since I crossed into good old Virginia. What a great night last night, though. Love staying in that motel. Uh, shout out the Big Walker Motel, Bland, Virginia just a nice spot it's like right up on this hill it's classic americana um you know it's it's the old style motel that you used to see all the time before the chains took over now if you're looking for state-of-the-art super fresh you know the the paint smells like it just dried yesterday not your kind of place if you're looking for a flashback to pre-1990s era motels where you can park your car literally feet from your room which for me is one of the biggest conveniences in the world because then you can you can offload everything out of your car even stuff that you normally wouldn't take into the hotel you don't have to walk from a parking lot through a lobby and you know get on an elevator and do all that sort of stuff which sometimes gets pretty annoying if you're living out of the vehicle in which you have transported yourself to that hotel uh, for but in any event yeah clean they've redone the bathrooms just really nice and I got to meet the owner his father had built the place back in the 80s and um, you know it, it's it's definitely one of those it's a little bit off from where the trail goes through bland but it's one of those where I think if he sets up some sort of shuttle service he'll probably get a good influx of the stinky old AT hikers this year, hopefully. I mean, it's just, it has a great view. The parking lot overlooks and you get to see all the mountains and stuff. You also have the highway, which I don't know, for me, it's a little interesting to, to watch uh, an interstate go by, you know, 24 hours a day if you can get past the noise. But it's got nice little sort of chill area to have a couple beers or do whatever. And um, it just has that view, so shout out there always gotta like I, I could have easily driven for another two hours but I decided nah nah I'm gonna stop I'm gonna stop and so I did and I was glad I did but now we're back on our underway and oop, 10 miles thank you and uh, yeah, now we're, we're bolting through the side highways, trying to get out to I-95, the most dangerous of them all, and rip our way down. If, if traffic is good and things line up, I might be able to do a flyby and go see Pax and Amy uh, somewhere in the great, and I didn't realize this, the largest by area city in the United States. Jacksonville, Florida. It's absolutely massive. I have not fact-checked that myself, but I've heard it from a number of people, a number of sources, and so I believe it to be true. Uh, and then on to Fort Pierce tomorrow, get there by noon, and then I'm on time. I have uh, fulfilled my promises, and we can get to work. It's going to be... I, I kind of underestimated the... 
I don't want to say the toll that a long drive like this takes. Um, had had I been able to sort of, I don't know, reschedule all of this, I probably would have left one more day early. And that way you could cut the driving down just a bit, you know? Unless you're in the mode and really just want to, you just feel like driving, you're listening to a great podcast, listening to something, it's great music, whatever. Um, man, after about eight hours, I am just itching to get out of the car. Uh, just too, too much sitting, I think. And yeah, yesterday was a long day and today's going to be a long day. I think today I got on the road before 7 a.m. and I'm probably going to be on the road until 7 p.m., if not a little bit later. But, you know, we'll see. It'll be all right. I'm going to find a a nice little hotel tonight. And, uh, yeah, if all goes well, be able to see Pax and Ames and hear about their adventures. They've they've moved the boat. They're no longer the marina fixture uh, over at, not that they ever really were, and hey, if you're going to have people that are on their boat living on the dock, those two are the ones you want. They are freaking awesome people. Uh, Absolutely love them. Count them as great, great friends. And, but yeah, they've relocated. They're getting closer and closer to the destination in mind, which is the Bahamas. And I'd love to hear about uh, how it went getting down there, some of the troubles, some of the highs, the lows and just a little bit of everything. I think it'd be pretty cool. Back to Sparrow though. Oh, it was good to see the old girl. You know, the last time I was there, I was literally ripping apart. I was in demolishing or demo mode, ripping the old teak deck out of the cockpit, which involved, you know, gone on and on about it, but remove Mongo, take the wind vane off, remove the boomkin, take that off big heavy objects disassemble everything clean everything varnish everything make the modifications that I needed to which look amazing you know you never know you make these mods and then you put it back under load and then come back a few months later and you're like that didn't work out well well I'm happy to say it all worked out just fine it looks professional it looks great it looks like it's supposed to be there believe it or not and uh, yeah it's pretty stoked very very stoked actually and you know the cockpit is still unfinished uh it needs it needs about a day's worth of fairing and sanding and then i can start really applying the final touches on a nice coat of non-skid with some white trim around it all that sort of stuff put back the wood trim into the footwell figure out exactly how i want to make it look and get the appearance just right but yeah pretty stoked the rest of it looks good i mean the game plan is and the reason i didn't well i ran out of time before but eventually so what i'd like to do is continue the scheme the paint sort of scheme of the yellow deck with white trim non-skid yellow and bring that all the way back into the cockpit takes a little taping a little artistic work whatever and essentially get it so so that it all looks pretty much like it's supposed to be factory made like that. That way I've got the non-skid right in there. And uh, the only, only thing I'm a little worried about with doing that is the yellow has a tendency for a little while to sort of come off on things. Um, Like, you know, if you were wearing white pants or something like that and you were you know, shifting your butt around all over the place in the cockpit, you might end up with uh, yellow, but who knows, maybe, maybe in the end, I will eventually be able to get some new cushions because those cushions that I had before essentially filled up the entire uh, seating area of the cockpit anyway. So it really didn't matter. But in any event, uh, I want to be able to make it so it all looks good. And then, then we can start attacking the, uh, try and bring back that baby blue on the cabin trunk or the top of the cabin sort of superstructure there and with some non-skid this time and uh and then we'll be sort of looking at the the traditional paint scheme for old sparrow because i i don't know it's 
it has this sort of offshore sort of industrial but also slick kind of look to it and i used to think oh you know i gotta paint that a different color if i ever want to sell it da, da, da. well guess what i think i think the game plan with sparrow is going to be just keep on keeping on get some work under it uh really try and tune it up try and invest a little bit in the interior um get rid of some of the sort of faux countertops and stuff and see about installing something you know i don't i really want wood but i'm hoping to be able to get something that's actually not granite obviously um but maybe like a veneer of granite or something i i don't know change the color though for sure it's got this sort of bluish ick and it doesn't match the doesn't match the nav station different color blues and i'd like the i'd like the nav station to actually be a wood veneer because i think that traditionally will look pretty nice and then i want the galley and that whole area to be definitely either black tops or I don't know, black or a nice dark, like deep blue. I think that would be pretty cool. And yeah, we get that. And then we just move on to the next project, move on to the next project. I want to definitely replace all of the false ceiling, the, the liners, you know, it's just little quarter inch or eighth of an inch. No, I think it's quarter, it's quarter inch, just white, you know, fake wood or, or whatever. And uh, I'd like to get some of it that has that inlaid line. So it looks like planks and be able to undo some of the mistakes that I made before, that I had to just throw things to cover them up, you know, when you make cuts wrong. But yeah, uh, look looked pretty good. I was pretty stoked. Anti-mold, I'm not a mold guy. I know it's good for the environment, I guess. Uh, it's a living thing, I guess. I just don't want it on my boat. So I was really, really stoked to see that. I did take 10 minutes to go around and you know, do a little more vinegar and water, give it a little more wipe, and uh, and then just sit for a hot second. It didn't even smell all that that musty down there, which I was actually pretty shocked about. I would have thought it's been closed up for November, December, and January, three months, and it did not, it was not musty at all. Thank you. Um, so that's good. That's really good. So we're really stoked. And yeah, hopefully we'll be able to bring a little more podcast action coming up here uh, with Packs and Ames. If not, we'll see. But uh, either way, thanks for listening. And this is the Sparrow Update. Welcome, Packs. Back on the show, dude. It's been a while. Oh, yeah. I'm uh, back. Good to see you, brother. Yeah, it's good to see you too, man, here in lovely Jacksonville, Florida, of all places. I mean... Awesome, dude. I love this new marina. This is fantastic. <laughs> we love it, too. That's a good change, and I uh, feel pretty awesome here. How did you guys find it? Uh, Amy found it, and I was kind of like, yeah, we're not going to find anywhere in, in Florida, like, uh, I don't know, for, for because we were looking for a long, long time. Um, yeah, Amy found it, and uh, it had a slip for us, so I don't know what just happened i know like yeah. florida florida's always been kind of like uh the forbidden fruit for for old sparrow and i just because it's it's just always been kind of i've always thought it was out of our price range but yeah it seems like this this definitely would have fit pretty much it would have topped me out but it's definitely doable yeah it's really not too bad it's a little bit higher than we uh, used to pay in south carolina but it's it's a very nice marina very very nice the lap of luxury, folks. If I can paint you a picture, we've got clean, uh, lovely concrete docks floating. We've got a clubhouse that's actually got people mingling and hanging out. I see multiple barbecues. Uh, oh, this is just great. And a pool and a hot tub, right? And fair, Yeah. Oh, yeah. And everything working. And it's fairly protected for, like, in Florida, really. Out of St. John River, south of Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. And it looks, yeah, it's just... I don't know, being, Buford was really cool, and it's a great little quaint little town, but it's also, 
you kind of have to have a car to get around. There's not a whole lot of Ubers or Lyfts or things like that really, you know, on demand. But here in Jacksonville, if you needed to go somewhere, oh yeah, we we can actually go. walk to grocery store and even West Marine is walking distance. Oh really? Yeah. Ooh, nice. <laughs> I might actually have to swing by. I'm I brought for this trip that I'm doing. I went because I stopped on Sparrow. I was like, oh, let me grab my practice sextant. And maybe, you know, we'll have a couple of calm days out there where we can, like, you know, take it up a notch and do some so what sun do you sights. need, the, the uh, almanac? I need the yeah. almanac, yeah. Because I, I, the one I have on Sparrow is 2023, and uh, I didn't have the next version. So, And those numbers have to be, you yeah. know, obviously pretty exact. Oh, yeah. So, But I don't, I don't think it's something that, I don't know if West Marine carries that, because it's pretty rare anybody's actually doing it anymore. Um Worth a check, though. Yeah, I'll have to. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Well, well, hey, I'm stealing the show here. Um, tell us, can you can you regale us with the tale of getting from Buford, South Carolina, down to uh, Jacksonville, Florida? Yeah, it was a fun little trip, and uh, we wanted to do something different instead of going north, uh, North Carolina, maybe Virginia. Just try to go uh, south and hunker down for uh, for a while while we're still working and and work on the boat. A little um, bit better weather too for you know Ames is sitting yep. on the boat and yep. all that while you're off working and yeah and we left what we left December first I think and uh, just went on anchor for a night off a of Port Royal Sound um, we were gonna go offshore the next day but the wind was just like pretty much no winds and foggy so we motor up to the other side of uh, the southern end of uh, Hilton Head Island uh, and then we went out waiting for a, sh- a wind shift to the, to a beam reach that sort of never happened all night so we've been motor sailing like like all night long yeah yeah I- into a little bit of wind or was there just no wind no we had wind it was just like a wrong direction pretty much dead up wind yeah 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 we did a little bit of tacking but uh mostly motor sailing all night mm-hmm. yeah we left with the uh i don't know maybe half tank maybe a little less than half tank and we thought we would do a lot more sailing like 4 a.m i'm like let me check the the fuel gauge i'm like yeah we're, we're pretty much out of fuel <laughs> <laughs> 4 a.m well how come how come you didn't uh top her up yeah, because i was like we're gonna sail we're gonna use the sail yeah and it's not all that far because what is it from from Port Royal to Jacksonville's got to be what 200 nautical miles i think it is yeah so it's essentially day day and a half yeah with your boat, yeah. with good wind, it would have been 24 hours. Yeah, yeah, that's what we were hoping. But uh, no, we we barely made it to Brunswick uh, in the morning. Um, so then we're like, well, what we do? Do we spend a second night offshore? Like, yeah, let's just go. We went back uh, to uh, was that? Yeah, it was Brunswick. We went to Brunswick for a night at the marina. How uh, how is that inlet? Is that pretty straightforward? Yeah, 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 yeah. That one is really easy. Now the next day was was fun because we left uh, Brunswick. And what marina did you stay in? Uh, Brunswick Landing. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, which is right in town. It's, mm. Yeah, nice little town, Brunswick. I've never been. I'm always, always curious of all these places that you guys get to see. It's, Us it's ocean sailors, we never, we don't see anything. I just see <laughs> waves. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and one we actually look at this marina, but they didn't have any any slip for a couple of months. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. And then the next day, um, we left in a pretty strong wind, like in the high 20s, knots of wind, uh, which is funny because a couple of years ago, we would have been like, you know, uh, freaked out by that. And now it's just like, oh, yeah, I guess it's windy. It's like, finally, <laughs> okay, we're going to actually be able to say it. it oh, it's yeah. pretty it's- interesting when you do build that, you get the confidence up, and then all of a sudden, yeah, like that 10-knot breeze you're sort of like, man, I wish it was 15. <laughs> then when you get more comfortable, you're like, yeah, 20, 18 to 20 is kind of the sweet spot for like fast sailing, right? Yeah, it was just like, oh, yeah, we might beat it a little bit in the sound to get out, but whatever. Yeah. But we were going to go uh, a very short trip offshore, just, uh, I don't know, 15 miles maybe, and go back in uh, um, St. Simon Sound. Have you heard of that one? That it, Yeah, I've definitely heard of it, but I have not... Uh, I, I've heard of it as like not a great place to go or something, right? Exactly. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, it's, so the, we, it's the same one. Then. We yeah. had a buddy uh, sort of watching uh, us a little bit, and we were keeping up with uh, that guy. Shout out to Brian. 
and he's like what's what are your intentions today like we're gonna go in saint simon and he just replied like by text like f no like in capital, <laughs> do not attempt saint simon starts, don't do it yeah start sending screenshots of uh different reviews or like Coast Guard were trying to <laughs> close it and that's in like 25 knots of wind like yeah I think we need to change plans so we, yeah yeah, so yeah. We, we kept going to the next one which is St. Mary's oh, yeah, oh that, okay that's yeah. super easy yeah. like submarines go through that one right and where where do you dock up there uh or we, we, we anchored out just off of St. Mary's town oh okay okay gotcha gotcha yeah. and it's pretty wide open easy to do in there yeah yeah, yeah. that's easy and uh, and uh yeah anchored out uh, there for the night and then uh, uh, we uh, the next day we just motor up the ICW all the way to Jacksonville oh, okay okay gotcha with one more stop uh, off of Sister Creek any bridges bad ones no no that no. one's yeah that's a pretty it, easy straight shot right yeah I think uh, in downtown Jacksonville there's a lift bridge um, and that's about it and another small one to get to this marina yeah the little guy we're looking at out there, right? Yep. Yeah. And you just call that when they open on demand? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And a 24-hour day. Sweet. Um, so it was not too many bad stuff. just sucked that we didn't have a very good wind to sail offshore. But we kind of had a little bit of everything, like rain and a fog. Yeah, yeah we were, uh, before we went offshore, um, I think it was uh, uh, anchored near Savannah. Just south of Hilton Head, and we're mm-hmm. gonna take the dinghy to take our little pop ashore to pee, and it was just so foggy, and we turned around like pea soup, man. Oh yeah, going up. I well, because we're you know you get in those traffic situations, oh, yeah. it's not fun at all. Uh, we couldn't see anything out of the dinghy. I'm like, no, nah, we. It just felt dangerous. And yeah, yeah, smart, yeah, smart. Puppy gonna have to wait. <laughs> yeah right. Yeah, you so just gotta get those little pee pee pad things. She doesn't want to do it. She well, just hold it. Give her enough time, and she will. Yeah. I guarantee you that uh, that uh, balloon will pop. Last, last <laughs> time it took her forty hours. Forty hours. Oh, on the trip up, right? Yeah. Years and years yeah. ago. Yeah. The right one. On. Even Amy and I peed on the pee pad, but. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, God. So how how. How long then, start to finish? Three three days then? Oh, it was seven days. Seven days. Yeah. Well, we actually stopped two nights in Brunswick. Two nights in Brunswick. Yeah. A couple nights here and there when I, at anchor. And uh, did you have to? You had to wait out a little bit of weather though, didn't you? Uh, not when we left. It was it because this was like last week, right? It was for December first. Oh, it was oh, yeah. December. Oh, yeah. oh, 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 oh. Okay. Yeah. Wow! We got wow! Here, uh, early December, and yeah. just after we got here, we got uh, some super bad uh, weather system. It was yeah. a, it was a pretty good wind though, just that we had upwind the uh, sail offshore and kind of had to you know wait to go out or and when we went out, it, we just didn't have the the beam reach that we were hoping right, for. Right, right. Uh, yeah, it is yeah. what it is. Dude, that 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 weather window is so so crucial when you're doing the small hops. It, that stuff, especially with work, I can uh, I can't just you know wait two or three weeks for the weather. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, that's, that's been difficult. Sometimes you have to, but I mean that's you know typically then then that's when you just sort of stay in and do the intercoastal, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have to go like we we can't wait for the weather window unless it's too bad to even be on the ICW. But usually, uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's yeah, fun, that takes. Yeah. But but I there was so. When I went down to Fort Pierce last time, it was around December 4th or something, I think. No. Yeah, I thought it was. And, uh, yeah, it was around that time because then I did a presentation. But we, it was shortly thereafter that there was a really massive, ugly system. Yes. And that, that would have been right after you guys got right in after, here. Right after, just a couple of days after we got here. That Yeah, that was pretty bad. Jeez. Oh, yeah, that one was huge. That ended up flooding. uh I think it smashed in. It came out of the Gulf. It smashed into Tampa, and it flooded uh, a bunch of the streets and stuff down there. Oh yeah, all the way to Charleston. And- uh huh. Yeah, yeah. That was a really ugly one. It's well, I mean, a lot of it, I think, is the uh, you know switching over to El Nino. The jet stream is a lot further south, so all these storms that would typically go across the continent are now sweeping you know across the southern states into the gulf it's been uh, it's been weird this year yeah yeah yeah. well it's el nino man we've been in la nina for i don't know how long 
And so it switches everything up. Weather patterns are, are a little different. I yeah. think they have a term for it called like the Pineapple Express or something, where all these storms are a little further south. But I don't know. I could be a little mixed up there. I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah. But, I mean, when you watch it, if you watch any of the uh, just regular weather forecasts, they talk about the jet stream a lot. And they show why, you know, everything's getting pushed out. But when you look at windy and stuff, it's just system after system after system. And they're all sort of starting in the Gulf. But then once they cross across Florida, they explode. I can't believe we're going to have this little weather window that we've got to do this next trip. Because we're going to try and be out there for eight days. And it looks like it looks nice though. we're going to be pretty much loving it. And... Uh, I don't know. Fingers crossed, though, because a lot can change. That's what we're hoping for for next year. It'll be either next year or the year after that we finally cross to the Bahamas. To the Bahamas. Well, I think definitely next year. <laughs> and I want to be able to meet you guys there. And I, remember, we can. that's the nice part, because now you're down in Florida. You could literally go and do uh, a week or five days over there. Oh, yeah. Easily this year. We might go in December and... Yeah, what about February, March, man? That that's kind of a good time to take off for me. So if we have a good weather window to just cross, and when there's going to be a little storm, we'll just hunker down in the Bahamas. Well, yeah, but let me plant the seed. Just do a shot over to Bimini, man. You do you do an overnight or two day or down to like Fort Pierce, which is right there. The Gulf Stream's only like 15 miles offshore. And you could go a little further south, and then overnight you're in Bimini. You check in, grab some sand, and then head right back. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, we did the Bahamas. <laughs> and we can sell the boat. And then you can sell, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Nah, it is. It's kind of cool, though, because you guys are. Like, it's the Bahamas is, is pretty much at your doorstep at this point. I mean, obviously... The best place to leave from is just about, you know, a little north of Miami or whatever. But this is... You're in Florida, man. And we might do that also, just go further south to cross, because I, I think we're going to go for two or three months. Yeah, yeah, you said that. That's yeah. I, 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 The Bahamas has always been such a cool place because it has so many different islands, so many different beaches. Like, when you go to a place like the BVI, one, when you check in there, you can only check in for a month. Um, but two, it just, you know, it's got a lot of islands, but it doesn't have... It's not like Bahamas stuff where you can find all these great anchorages and sort of live on the hook, so to speak, yeah. um, pretty pretty easily. I mean, the BVI, I guess you can do it, and I've done it and stuff, but it's just different. The Bahamas have a whole different feel. Like, you can find your own little spots, you know? <laughs> It'd be nice just to kind of go and see it for ourselves and I'll try to come back, see what we like, what we did wrong. Uh, right, right, yeah. right. Yeah, see if we really want to put a water maker, how the water run is going. Oh, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah, because you guys, I mean, orange juice is uh, pretty luxurious. <laughs> when I hopped on today, I mean, I and it, it's always been like that for sure. But, I mean, now with that job well done, I'm installing full-on AC. Oh, yeah. Well, I've, you know, we spend a lot of time at the dock, so even in the winter, it, like it, it can get uh, near zero for a couple of weeks here. Yeah, um, yeah. Summer's brutal. We we kind of need that, and uh, we use uh, that standalone. Uh, can you pull that AC mic a little, uh, uh, yeah, a little more? Well, bring the mic to you because you keep getting comfortable <laughs> off to the side. <laughs> you can pull it out more if you want, man. Uh, there you go. There we go. Always want to make sure we can hear that beautiful voice. Yeah, you had it right now, that one. There we go. go. How long but, did it take to install that AC? Um, yeah, that took a while. It was a big install. And uh, before we took the summer trip to Montreal, I had the AC uh, installed in the, the uh, bunk. Or, yeah. Uh, in the, the V-Bird closet, um, which is sort of too big to, to sit at the at the bottom, too wide for like the hole coming, coming back. So I had to sort of fabricate a shelf to raise it up four inches so oh, it would fit right, right, there. Right. And I did that before the summer trip to Montreal. When we came back in South Carolina, it was like 100 degree still. Yeah, yeah, hot. yeah. So I was like, oh, man, I, need, I need to do that like right away. So I did all the plumbing in, uh, in one day um, and just put uh, connect the electrical with a power cord just like temporary so we will have AC as right. I finish up the electrical. It wasn't, it wasn't too bad. Not too bad, huh? Uh, 
I well, not for you. I mean, dude, I, yeah. I've watched you literally do all the things on a boat that just leave me scratching my head. <laughs> Lithium batteries, all the solar. The solar, that I understand, but yeah. you've got your solar connected up in a whole different way than I do. <laughs> Far more efficient. It, it's an 87 boat, but it's really well kept, I think, and yeah. all the upgrades we did. and uh, Oh, yeah, the, the big change of shore this year was not having this... 11 foot fiberglass dinghy off the Devit that is just swinging and I hated well, I saw that. it yeah. was all packed up right there in the cockpit right it, it oh the the because we got rid of that one and we yeah. bought a new uh, inflatable dinghy so it was just rolled up it was in the boat it was yeah. on, the, on the floor uh, down below nice yeah that makes a lot of difference too especially for Whenever, whenever you have something like a dinghy hanging off, then you're you're always a little extra cautious. Like if if weather comes in or if this happens, yeah, yeah, when you don't have to worry about it, man. Yep. Down below is great. Even on the ICW, we had it on the davit with the uh, outboard on it, and it was, I guess, not raised that high enough. But it's it's the ICW. What can happen? Well, <laughs> well, let me tell you. Like big trawler. He, we got a huge wake. And the dinghy caught water and sort of flipped sideways. The little situation on the ice. Oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah, was, that was yeah, cool. yeah. I think I remember you telling me about that. Because yeah. what what size was that dinghy? Eleven foot, ten foot? The the new one, the inflatable, was a nine. nine the new two. one's nine. The yeah. old one was bigger though, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, eleven point something. Eleven something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah a good ding- dinghy, if really, an AB, but I, it's, it may be a downgrade, but just to have uh, the option of a. Uh, Having it stashed below for offshore passages is is so much better. Oh, absolutely! I I the first year we went to the BVI on Sparrow, we had I think it was an old AB dinghy and hard bottom. It was turned upside down up on the bow, took up all this room like it was heavy. I ended up just selling it down there and cut and run, and then switched to one that I could pack down. But oh, I think yeah. it was like an eight foot, so it was way too small. Um, but it really, you know, it doesn't matter as long as you can cart you yep. and whatever else you need, you're good to go. Yeah, no, it's nice. It's, uh, takes a little more time to, you know, set up and blow, blow it up and yeah. But now I just use our vacuum cleaner. Uh, oh, right, yeah, right. The, Reverse the, it. Yep. The, well, the, uh, the outlet of the, uh, the, oh, the yeah, vacuum yeah. cleaner oh, where you can okay. still connect the hose and right. Uh, yeah, and it's super fast. <laughs> Blows that sucker right up. Well, and you know when you do get to a place like the Bahamas, most times you're you know if you're not doing any large passages, you can just tow it behind you. Yeah. I mean, it, when you do yeah. even even a hop of if it's going to be an exposed hop, it's always good to either bring it on board or what because yeah. you never know. We can put it on deck. We can also put it like if you we don't want to deflate it, and yeah. we can still use the davit. But you know, on when we know we're gonna have some uh, swells, it doesn't take take much, and it doesn't need uh, like you don't need bad swells to really swing that thing in the back. And I, I just didn't like that. Yeah, oh no, 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 for sure. I I I learned my lesson one of the first times. I, all I was doing was going from one side of Virgin Gorda to the other, and I was towing my dinghy, and I watched that thing get bounced around, and I was like, those rings are going to rip out, and once they rip out, there's, mm-hmm. like, no way I'm getting that boat back. Not in these seas. And after that, never again. Anytime <laughs> I was going in exposed waters, that dinghy came right on board. So, you know, but it's it's one of those things. It's it's worth having it, right? Yeah. And, yeah, you got you to gotta mess around with it a bit, but it's definitely well worth the, the, the hassle. Yeah, we didn't have autopilot also. Our autopilot oh, failed. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, the old uh, Raymarine electronic uh, has failed. And everything is BNG now on the boat, so uh, I have that to uh, upgrade. Um, yeah, but you so didn't have... steering the whole night, the whole trip. Did, you didn't have the one on the wheel, though. I still have that, yeah, the wheel uh, autopilot. And, and that works, but what drives it, the, the little uh, Raymarine uh, controller. Oh, oh, that all uh, crapped out. Uh, ST4. I think it's 400 or, yeah, yeah. that's an old one. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It just, it just doesn't drive the motor, to, yeah. And that's all internal underneath the... Uh, it's the electronic. Yeah, so oh, it's the electronic yeah. part. Oh, yeah. okay. So I really have a, a new display, a BNG and the remote, um, and just need the computer, the BNG computer, and that will work on the old uh, uh, wheel, 
uh, autopilot. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, and another time I'll probably upgrade to a hydraulic. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I know. I was just going to say, I can't believe you don't have a hydraulic on there. Oh, no, it's, uh, it's been on my mind. <laughs> yeah, I'll bet. I'll bet. I'll yeah. bet. Well, well there's you know. it's going to be uh, later this year, that and a new anchor chain. Um, and uh, we might need a, a new radar and a life raft. And I think we'll be good to go. That's kind of like the late, last things on our list. Can I ask what 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 are your thoughts on the the whole radar thing? Do you really? Because I I've never had it on my boat. I I just go with the AIS. What are your what what what's the reason you would want to install one? Um, I don't know. We had a lot of fogs on the, the last trip, and that kind of convinced us to basically have one. And uh, um, just for foggy situation, I'm not sure there's that much fog in the Bahamas, though. <laughs> no, <huh? laughs> shouldn't be. But still, uh, uh, yeah, because we have AIS, and that's nice. But as you know, not all boats are, are on it. True, um, Although the true. big ones should be, or a container ship. Um, even at Anchorage, uh, like uh, if, if you have to anchor at night, I think you can use radar and really see where the boats are. And yeah. It can help, for sure. Yeah. And, and definitely, I mean, the radar came in handy on a lot of deliveries i did back in the day when we were out and it was like a pitch black night and it would show you where squalls were so you'd be able to also, see where yep. it's actually raining and you could kind of almost judge where it was heading and all that sort of stuff and and you'd know okay guys we got to reef these sails because we're about to get hit so that that definitely was nice but they they're like a big power draw and they're fairly expensive right Hell, yeah, they go for uh I don't know, fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars, maybe. Um, I don't think they draw too much. I have to sell my microphones. <laughs> Never. Yeah, I don't know. We, we might not, you know, not go to the Bahamas because we don't yet have a, a radar. I'm not yeah. sure that would be like, uh, yeah. I think I think Amy really want the life raft on the boat. That's priority. That's yeah. I was gonna say. Let's list these life as raft, a priority. Life raft, autopilot. And radar, we'll see. Like we'll and probably put one, but we could go to the Bahamas without one. And then Starlink after that. Yeah, that might be before. I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna have to somewhere office work. Forget Starlink. There. Read yeah. a book. Get an Iridium Go for yeah. weather. You'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a new thing on the list. The starting. Yeah, I, hey, it's on my list too. If I I know if I end up doing uh, the trip, I think I'm gonna in the next winter. Starlink's going to be a part of it like yeah. i i hate to think of being connected while i'm out there but at the same time i know that uh people really enjoy those updates like the daily sort of stuff real time so be worth it plus you know eventually i'd have to like pay my taxes and stuff yeah. while i'm out there it's cheaper than a, a sat phone really the hardware is uh yeah i mean it, i think the because, yeah, before I would have a sat phone on the boat, which I had to put minutes on. I also have the Iridium Go, which I had to put minutes on a lot of minutes for the downloads of the weather. So you got those two. The You know, I'd still probably keep the sat phone as a backup, but yeah. then switch straight over to uh, Starlink for everything else. So I don't know. I think it'd be cool as long as I wasn't sitting there scrolling through Instagram while I'm out in the most beautiful place on our planet. The minute I do that, I'm throwing the dish overboard. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. We kind of have a radar, actually. It. We have the old one still uh, up there on the mast. It was connected to, like, a big uh, oh, monitor. Oh, those old monitors? Yeah, 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 yeah right. Yeah, that was bulky inside. We took that away. and uh, Yeah, so now the new radar would just be connected to the chart plotter. Right, right, right. We, uh, on the, the very first delivery I ever did, it was like a 66-foot race boat called kodiak and old school but it had it had the one of those old like super bright green mini monitors on deck in the cockpit that had like the shade around it so you'd you'd like periscope into it to look for boats and stuff and that was way before ais or anything man i remember i remember thinking that was a lot of fun so they're like where oh i can see the boat i can see that container ship <laughs> How far we've come, man, technology-wise. Oh yeah, another small upgrade that we did before that last voyage was uh, to add a, a microphone for the VHF just by the helm in the cockpit. 
So instead of you know go, going back to the VHF inside of the boat, just by the companionway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's it's the the VHF is still there. You can still talk from it, but it's just kind of a, a second mic, uh, remote uh, wired mic that I just installed, and now you can just be at the helm and hail a vessel or whatever. And the, can I ask? So with that, does that just connect? straight up to your vhf they've got all the connections yep. so you just got to run the wires to that there's yep. no real power or anything is there what well, is the it's, power goes it's already supplied right it's supplied by the vhf uh, uh, radio yeah. yeah okay okay yeah. that's that's something i i desperately need because i i had always thought you know oh i'll have my handheld but the handheld has such a small exactly. range compared to the yeah. big one, and that's what we would use. We would have the handheld by the helm. Yeah, and, yeah. and that that one that well, it's actually a new uh, um, VHF radio. So when I someone gave it to me, and then I saw that connection in the back, I was like, I'm just gonna yeah buy, yeah. A, buy a, another mic and the cable. And is that B and G as well? That is a variety. Uh, Raymarine? Verizon? Verizon? Standard Horizon? Yeah. Standard Horizon, okay. I got an ICOM, and I like the simplicity and the reliability of it, but uh, it's real basic as well. And I yeah. kind of actually, I like that, because you know me. I get confused by all this <laughs> stuff. I mean, I still I still have to thank you once again for oh, yeah. being able to connect my... Yeah, that's my field. I'm a bit uh, geeky for the, anything like that. Hey, God yeah. love you for it, brother. Yeah. You've helped me out so much on my boat. and uh, I felt bad not realizing that you lost your, uh, your, your GPS antenna. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that was, that was uh, definitely that was, yeah. that was my fault for sure. But now, obviously, I have two of those antennas. So if yeah. I lose one again, I've got a backup that I can throw throw right in there. Now... The one thing, though, thinking about it, as uh, as I just say that, if I lose the uh, VHF antenna, I, so I got to get a backup for that. <laughs> I need, a, and that's what I had before, though. Pax was essentially they make this unit that's a VHF and an AIS GPS antenna all in one, but I didn't have the right connectors to be okay. able to hook it up. Well, I have two AIS now. I got that that new uh, standard Verizon VHF uh -huh. radio has AIS, and I have a Vesper AIS uh, unit. Right, 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 right. Yeah. And you got mine working because we ended up hooking up the chart plotter. The chart one. plotter yeah. one, yeah. I've been yeah, using yeah. The, the, the your chart plotter has a GPS uh, uh, in it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the your your VHF was reading off of that. GPS, yeah, right, 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 connection. right. Yeah, Which I tried offshore, but it, it didn't work, huh? We had uh, no, I think I did when I did that little trip to take the boat up to from Buford to Beaufort. I was able to test everything out. Yeah, but when you you lost your antenna, oh, it, when I lost yeah. the antenna, yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, and I should have. I it was my fault. I should have been like, Pax, is there any way I can hook up this to that? Because yeah. I was trying to out there, but yeah. for whatever reason, I I didn't. Uh, I didn't think to text you and be like, hey, oh, yeah. and you uh, you would have saw, that would have changed that trip right. so much if I would have been able to have a working AIS. Yeah, um, we just went on the internet at the dock when when I saw you and uh, got the, the manual for the proper connection. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. In ah. and out of both units, connect the right colored wire together and it just worked <laughs> hindsight 2020 my man well hey listen i i got a boogie out of here oh, and yeah. uh i'm just glad you you could take a, a few minutes and stuff we're already at 30 minutes believe it or not it goes, goes by fast. so fast yeah. yeah but we will we will for sure meet again and uh yeah i can't wait to sit down and i'd, I'd like to yeah we're only three hours to uh saint pete three and a half hours so we, we kind of want to go down there we've never been on that side of florida so maybe you know one day we'll get to uh, do a podcast with with your brother yeah i know right i'd love to have you and sven sit down and i can just monitor and be <laughs> like whoa sven let's not go there yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well hey pax thanks for All coming right. on and um yeah until next time